Welcome to Podcasts, recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. We have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the Online tab. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its video podcast, you can donate online at cslportland.org slash donate. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for being here on this special stormy weekend. We get to be together. Spirit created, the divine idea came into form, created Zoom so we could be together wherever we are and whatever's happening. We get to be warm and cozy in our home and still connect. So thank you so much for joining us today. I am deeply grateful for the opportunity to be with you. Um, thank you, Kathy, for the beautiful music today, um, bringing in the sunshine and bringing in LaRonda, which is to me is more sunshine. <laughs> Can't have enough of that. So um, our theme this month is a grand rising and uh, Reverend Ruth Miller did a beautiful job last week of introducing that topic to us and, and bringing it forward that we're all rising up and that each day is a grand rising. We can greet each morning as grand rising. And so my topic today is it's a new day. And you know, the past does not define us, that now is the time to apply the lessons learned and put our teaching into practice. So this weekend, we honor the birthday of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. We honor his legacy of being an activist and a peacemaker. He fought against injustice and inequality. And he was not afraid to speak up even after he was um, beaten, even after he was denied so many things, he never condoned violence, but he always spoke about peace. And his leadership was fundamental to the movement's success in ending the legal segregation in, of African-Americans in the South and other parts of the United States. He rose to prominence as the head of the Southern Christian Leadership Conference, which promoted nonviolent tactics and and had the massive march on Washington in 1963. And he was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize in 1964. One of his quotes that I really appreciate is darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. And so he was such a role model for us on how to speak up for injustice in the world and how to influence change through peace. And he, he held a vision. He taught us how to hold a vision for the world. 
you know, we have so much to learn from his, so from his leadership. And so as we enter the new year, we have the opportunity is I'm sure you've already set your intentions. We did at our golden bowl ceremony, the beautiful ceremony that we had, that we set our intentions. And so here are some practices about setting our intentions and keeping us in that place of peace. And so the first one is to pay attention to your perception. Pay attention to your perception. And there's a great book called The Four Pivots. And the author is Sean Ginwright. And he tells the story of his wife and daughter getting into an Uber at their home to go to the airport. And they lived in uh, Oakland and they had several signs outside their home. And one of them was Black Lives Matter. Another one said, we believe no human is illegal. There was one about kindness, but he had these signs outside his home. And as his wife was getting into the Uber, she noticed the driver was, was looking at the signs. And so his wife and daughter got into the back seat and she said to the driver, well, how are you today? And the driver did not respond. And she tried again with saying, isn't it a nice day? And still no response. Now she became on alert. The driver was uh, a white man. They were black. He was non-responsive. She noticed he was reading the signs. And so she came to the conclusion that he, here he was, a white man taking two black women to the airport, probably something he didn't want to do. So then she's really activated because he, ha he hasn't responded and all this is going through her mind. And she quietly says to her daughter, can you believe that he's ignoring us? And her daughter looked at her and said, mom, he's not ignoring you. He can't hear you, read the sign. And on the back of the seat, the sign said, the driver is deaf. And so how much of our lives do we spend unaware of the perceptions that we have or the conclusions that we draw? That this example was she drew so many conclusions without knowing the facts and became fearful. And how many times do we do this? How many times do we make up stories about what someone says to us or maybe what they didn't say to us? How many times do we take offense without checking in with someone and asking them? It's so easy to make assumptions about people's behavior. And so I am learning and try to practice to be curious when I get into those situations. So I'm curious to ask questions. And I have to remind myself all the time. I noticed while I was writing my talk yesterday, I had an immediate reaction to something without being curious. And I made an assumption about someone that was wrong. 
it's so much more compassionate to say, I'm curious, why did you say that? Or I'm curious, why did you make that decision? Uh, Dr. King says, I am convinced that people hate each other because they fear each other. They fear each other because they don't know each other and they don't know each other because they don't communicate with each other. And they don't communicate with each other because they are separated from each other. And so when we're curious, we give the benefit of the doubt. We live out of compassion. We want to find out more information before we come to a conclusion. We pay attention to our perceptions. So when you have the opportunity, be curious. Pay attention and be curious. The, the next one is to watch your words. Again, in the same book, The Four Pivots, uh, author Sean says that sometimes our language holds clues to our problem solving. So what he noticed is he noticed that there was a pattern in the terms that were being used to describe conditions that people wanted to change. Terms like fight, resist, struggle, confront. Those types of terms are connected to oppression. They predefine the outcome in ways that fail to affirm what people want or want to create. So he suggests we change our language. Instead of resist, what if we said reimagine? Instead of defend, what if we said dream? Instead of disrupt, discover. I want to discover what's happening. Instead of demand, create. Instead of fight, design. Instead of struggle, play. So he says, shifting our language in this way invites us to use our imagination. It lifts language out of a place of oppression and into possibility. But it not only lifts our language, it lifts our vibration to a new place of awareness. It lifts us to a new place of awareness and lifts our vibration to a greater place of love. So I invite you to pay attention to your words and use your words, watch the words you're saying and choose carefully. The next one is to be courageous. And just as we have an opportunity to watch our words, we have an opportunity to use our words for good. Dr. David Alexander at CSL Atlanta says, I affirm that we are stronger every time we defend human dignity because it demonstrates our most basic principle, 
oneness with the divine. So every time we defend human dignity, that we stand up for those that are oppressed, for those that don't have a voice, for those that, that can't speak up for themselves, that we're demonstrating our principle of oneness with the divine. Each of us is one. We are one with the divine. And to remember that, to be courageous about declaring it. And he says, he says that it's what oftentimes that in itself can be seen as division. And, and that's because there's resistance. Resistance is to be expected when we're building a new muscle. And so we're building this new muscle of speaking up, of being courageous, of standing up for good, of standing up for truth. And this division that we feel is welcomed and embraced because as long as we remember the principle of love, as long as we're lifting all of this into the principle of love, love dissolves every division. So we can see, feel some resistance, but know that love is at the center of it. And he says, we take a stand for love, dignity, and greater compassion. He says, the role of the prophetic voice in faith is not to be concerned with which side of the aisle it falls on, the left or the right, but rather which side of humanity it lends a hand, the enfranchised or the disenfranchised. So the courageous voice of oneness brings us to a greater place of love. It takes us out of that division and it lifts us up. So be courageous. When you have the opportunity, be courageous in your words, in your thoughts, in your actions. The fourth tip for living a life in, in a higher vibration is forgiveness. There is great freedom and great power in forgiveness and being willing to let go. Love is a synonym, synonym for spirit. Every person, every interaction, every experience is a holy moment of love, even when it doesn't feel like it. Every moment when there's discomfort or disconnect or disease, there's an energy of love in the midst of that. That's what we know. That's the truth that we base our awareness on. So how do we intentionally tap into this energy in moments of struggle? Simply by choosing love. Time and time again in each new day. As spiritual beings, our job is not just to simply pray for someone's highest, but to look inside ourselves and see what lessons, what gifts, what wisdom am I learning today? What wisdom is being brought to me so that I can learn it for myself, that I can be lifted up? 
that I can let go of any idea of separation. And those people that irritate us or those moments that challenge us are invitations to go within and shift to love. You know who those people are. We all have someone that pushes a button or causes us to, to react that that's an opportunity to go within and shift to love. A grand rising requires us to lean into the principle of love every day. And when we can start our day consciously in awareness, affirming that we're starting our day with love, we have the divine opportunity to bring energy of love into everything that we do. Author and medium Paul Selleck says, when you don't forgive, you are the one being harmed because you are losing your alignment to the divine. The divine is always present. You are always loved, whether you know it or not. And the creator is in everything, regardless whether you can perceive it or not. So when we don't forgive, we're the ones that separated ourselves from the divine. When we feel someone has, has wronged, when we have felt wronged or harmed in some way, if we, we look within to find that forgiveness, to find that compassion and, and ask the divine, help me learn to let go. Allow me to see this differently. Forgive and let go. And finally, the fifth one is peace begins with me. Our whole basis of how we see ourselves in reality is held through a false lens of separation that for Forever, since time began, we have, we see ourselves in a place of separation. And so the opportunity we have is to move to a new way of seeing, to seeing not out of a distorted lens, but seeing out of a lens of love, seeing out of new way of connectedness rather than separation. In the Book of Mastery, uh, Selleck writes, there has always been war. So you expect war and you will have war. So you have an opportunity, if you wish, to lift the vibration of the level that you see before you to the highest level available to you. If you perceive atrocity and you claim this, claim this instead. I see this before me in truth. So he he's saying when we see something that that we feel uncomfortable with, that we feel negative, that we feel wrong in the world, say I see this before me in truth. I see this before me in truth. And when we say that, we lift our vision up. We align to the highest level of the creator. And when we do that, we can 
can support the transformation of the thing we see. Because when we see the thing before us and we don't like it and we say, oh, I don't like that or that's terrible, then what we do is we give that energy. We give that thing more energy. Our opportunity is to not see the thing before us, but to see the thing that we imagine, the thing that we dream, the thing that we want, to see that before us in a new way. I see this before me in truth. He's, Selick says, what you put in darkness keeps you in darkness. And it's time to lift to this new level of vibration where fear itself is not informing the reality. So often in our world today, fear is informing the reality. But when we can lift to a new level and see it in a new light, in a new way, without the emotional charge that is often attached, is we see everything as God, as source. When we claim something to the light, we rename it and we re-know it. It's an al alchemical reaction that we have. And we can use that with our awareness. So when we lift something to the light, we rename it and we re-know it. Because what we know is the action of fear is to claim more fear. And when we contribute to that, we contribute to the broadcast of fear in the world, to the broadcast of war, to the broadcast of separation. He says, I like this example. He says, um, fear is present like a bad air freshener. You don't... No, it's there. You just get used to it. And you don't know that it smells really bad. You're, you just get used to it. And so we have a choice every time to see this differently. So expanding on that, on that previous affirmation, I see this truth or I see this in truth. I see this this, whatever this is we're looking at, I see this in truth and I lift up what is before me. I lift what is before me to the manifestation of the divine. So I see this in truth and I lift what is before me to the manifestation of the divine. As we lift it up, we're lifting it up to the divine. We know that something greater is being revealed. I see this in truth and I lift what is before me to the manifestation of the divine. Dr. King said, I have decided to stick with love. Hate is too great a burden to bear. That really, I really felt something in that, in that quote. When we choose differently, we choose different outcomes. That our work in the world is to understand, is to know without a doubt that there's only one power, one presence 
one life, and that is the source of our good. The idea that we are separate from each other continues the separation. So our work is to treat each other as our brothers and sisters. And we may not get along with them all the time. We don't get along with our brothers and sisters all the time, but we're willing to do the work. We're willing to know that we're all one family and we're willing to do the work to up-level, to be in the place of love, to see things differently. So Selig says, stop pointing fingers, stop picking up stones, and call peace by name. And if you want, you can say this with me. I'll say each one twice. I know peace. I know peace. I require peace. I require peace. I serve through peace. I serve through peace. I claim peace where it has been forgotten. I claim peace where it has been forgotten. There will be peace. There will be peace. I know peace now. I know peace now. And when we, when we are able to align to peace, we create the opportunity to, for it to be manifest. Paul Selleck says, the holiness that you are, the whole being that you are as a field of light and light has no weight and light has no desire to hold herself to a lower level. So as light, you rise. As light, you agree. As light, you shift the tone of your vibration to who you really are. So let's rise in light. Let's celebrate this weekend and the legacy of Dr. King and what he brought to us. And that each of us has that opportunity to do that work on the inside. It's our inside work that changes the outside vibration. That as we change our vibration, we change it, send that vibration out into the world. We send love into the world. We send light into the world. We send goodness into the world. We rise in the world. So let's take this into prayer. Oh, how grateful I am. What a remarkable presence and power that I know right here and right now, this power, this presence, this life that is good, that is God, is remarkable. It is amazing. It is awesome. It is the very light and life in which I breathe and move and have my being. And I know for each one of us, as we claim that life, that light, that wisdom, and that grace, we claim that oneness, that that oneness empowers us, that we are empowered, we, we embody this, embody this light, embody this love, and that we go forth into the world, taking this love and this light wherever we go. 
and that we are lifted to a new place, to a grand rising of newness, to a grand awakening of frequency of love, the vibration of love. And so I know that we are blessed here this day that inside each one of us today, something new has shifted, something has made its awareness known, and that we walk in that awareness of love, that absolute presence of peace, and that we know that wherever we are, whatever we are doing, we bring that light, that grace, that wisdom. And what a remarkable expression of love we have in the world. And so I'm so grateful for all of us coming together. and We send this light out. We send this light out around the planet to any place where there is sadness, there is love, any place where there is hurt, there is wholeness, any place where there is war, there is understanding, and any place where there is separation, there is peace. And I know that we stand in that awareness of love each and every day. And I'm so grateful for this. I release this word in deep gratitude for all of this love, for all of this light, for all that has been given. And together we affirm. And so it is. So it is. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. Our inspirational service is at 11 a.m. every Sunday. We also have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the online tab. We have a variety of content dedicated specifically for our podcast listeners. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at cslportland.org donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are in your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.